I really enjoy crewing him. Don't get me wrong, there's some real big challenges as well, especially when you get to that run drunk stage, you know. Most people would think I was a pretty chill person, but I, I do worry quite a bit. That was Donna Bishop Malapad, and this is episode 41 of the Inspired Souls podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a roadrunner. And I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner. Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life. Donna Bishop Malapad is the wife of Juno Malapad, whom we interviewed in episode 19. We asked her to come on the podcast to talk about what it's like to be the spouse and crew chief of someone who found their running passion later in life and hasn't stopped running since. She talks about crewing Juno in the middle of the night, driving all over the province keeping track of him, and the day-to-day ups and downs of being the wife of a runner. She also touches on how she has learned to maintain her boundaries, remind her husband of her needs, and how Juno makes sure she always knows what a, quote, wicked awesome wife she is. Donna is a breath of fresh air, and we think you will love listening to her stories during this episode. So Donna, welcome to the Inspired Souls podcast. Carolyn and I are so happy to have you tonight. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's very... uh scary, but should be a fun time. (laughs) Well, um, it's kind of interesting how we came to be sitting here talking to each other tonight. Um, When we first recorded your husband, Juno, on our podcast, afterwards, he told us how you had mentioned that they really need to get the spouse of a a runner and an ultra runner on to talk about all the background stuff. And I filed that away in my memory. And then this weekend... Juno did another one of his epically long runs uh, to raise awareness for charity. And he reminded me of how involved you were in all of it. And so I reached out to you last minute and said, come tell us all about what it takes to survive as a spouse of an ultra runner. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we, we know you have some fun stories to maybe share with us. Before we get into it, though, can you maybe just give us a little bit of background about you? Well, I'm the wife of an ultra runner, so <laughs> a challenging life I lead. <laughs> I work for the Y, actually. I've been working for the Y for 27 years now. So very actively involved in the community and um, just really proud to work there because I feel that we do a lot for the community, which is, you know, kind of the theme of our family and, and Juno's family. Uh, you know, his dad was very involved in his community and really kind of ingrained that into him. And then when I was got involved working at the Y, very community involved, you know, so we definitely fit together in what he does for the community. And you know, kind of my journey through the why is, you know, more, I was more administrative, so not into the health and fitness, but, you know, later in my career, probably 15 years ago, I started doing the working out and doing that kind of thing. And then maybe, maybe about uh, eight years ago, I started doing a little bit of running, like kind of a couch to 5k, you know, kind of got up to being able to run a 5k. And then, my hips don't like running very much. So my kind of maxed out at maybe 12 to 13 kilometers, but 10 is kind of my max. So I uh, did a few runs, um, you know, like just signed up for some runs that, you know, you know, he's signing up for the half marathons or the, 
or the full marathons. And then it got into the ultra marathons and there's always like a 10 K or a five K. So I would kind of go in there and then be able to cheer him on and, you know, see him at the finish lines and things like that. So it all kind of worked out and we have two girls and um, they're older now and uh, they don't run. (laughs) And I'm not sure if they ever will run, but they do little runs, but you know, he always tries to encourage us all. You can do it. You can do whatever. Like he's just that guy that goes around and tells everyone that they can do it. But I've also seen them very involved in in supporting his running. Um, In in fact, it's often all three of his girls, his wife and his two girls out there helping him. So they seem to be involved in other ways, right? Yeah, definitely. They, um, yeah, they definitely help out with the crewing part, a lot of setup and and especially the teardown because they know how hard that is after being out there for, you know, sometimes, well, 24, 36 hours, you know, sometimes you're out there depending on the length of the runs. And so they're pretty good at coming um, at the end and helping us out. And now my daughter has a fiance and so he he's in there too. Um, helping out as well. So yeah, the whole family's kind of involved in that (laughs) now. So it's really nice. And, you know, sometimes it does take a whole team to support the craziness that that ultra runners can get themselves into. It sure does. (laughs) You've given me the perfect segue to reminisce a little bit about the first time I really, I don't know if it was the first time I met you, but it's the first time I remember really noticing you was way back in 2017, you talk about these 24 to 36 hour races. It was some time in the pre-dawn light. (laughs) We were out along the Trans-Canada Trail crewing. I was crewing for my friend Todd and you were crewing for Junalis. They were doing the Canada 150, 150 mile run. And I remember parking beside a lake and thinking, okay, I have a couple hours to sleep before I expect him to come in. And woke up and found myself there with you waiting for our runners to come in, (laughs) (laughs) sleeping in the front seat to stay away from the mosquitoes. And uh, it was, it's a crazy, crazy life. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. On that note. Okay. This is a big question. What is it like to be the spouse of an ultra runner? (laughs) It's, uh, it's, it's ups and downs and, you know, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. I really enjoy crewing him. There's some really good stories. Don't get me wrong. There's some real big challenges as well. You know, especially when you get to that run drunk stage, you know, of, uh, of ultra <laughs> uh-huh. running and um, the number of questions that come out of his mouth. I, I really had to get used to it. It's like, what do, what do you need? And well, I need this. But then, you know, five seconds later, you need something else. And, you know, and it's like five seconds later, he's talking to someone else. And it's like, okay, Juno, like focus, focus, you know, it's like, just, just tell me what you need. And then it's like nothing else that you've ever done in your whole life. Like, I mean, you know, you deal with your spouse on a daily basis, but when they get into that running community and, he just wants to be and do everything. He's like a FOMO. He just doesn't want to miss out on anything at all, ever. He's the first one there, the last one to leave. Doesn't matter how long he's been around there. He just, he doesn't want to miss any little bit of it. And so I've had to really adjust my way of thinking. I'm a get in, do it, get out, you know, kind of person. So, so he's, he's not. So I've, 
okay, so how am I going to make this work? You know, and like, I need to bring a book. I need to, you know, make sure I have a nap. I need to, whatever I need to do so I can distract myself from going, come on, let's just go home already. This is awesome. Cause this is the real stuff that I love getting into. Like yeah. there's the, there's the glory of the finish line picture and the medal and the buck or whatever. But then there's this kind of stuff, like how there's always the people behind the scenes mm -hmm. who are so, so, so important. So you're speaking to how you've had to adjust your mindset. You didn't marry an ultra runner. Like he no. became one of those, you know, later. Exactly. Yeah. He's always ran, you know, ever since he was young, he could always just get up and run. He doesn't feel sore after like not running for like, you know, five years, he gets up and he goes for a 5k run. He's like, meh, okay. You know, whatever. Like not most of us, I have to do the couch to 5k, you know, like that's <laughs> how I got into that. I wanted to read something actually, because Juno posted something on his social media after the run on the weekend, because his run just took place a couple of days ago, yeah. as we're recording this um, the last day of May. And it said, uh, shout out to my wicked, awesome wife. She's my rock when I roll. She's my tailwind when I slow. She really keeps me fed, even though I'm feeling dead. Cheers to the best ultramarathon crew chief. And I just thought that that was so cute. And you're speaking to the the kind of yin and yang that you have to have, like you, it almost sounds like have to be three steps ahead. Like he's not thinking about what he's going to need next necessarily if he's chit chatting with people or recording a video. So you're almost having to think ahead and go, okay, what's, what's he going to need next? What, what am I going to need next? I need that book. Right. So yeah. talk to us about it from the planning perspective. Like I would imagine that you're quite an excellent planner after all of these adventures that he's gone on. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, my like my first crewing was that Canada 150. And, you know, you, you really had to figure that one out, because it was just I had to drive from site to site to site, which on some of the other runs, they just run these loops. So you're just in one stationary place, right? right. So I, I really yeah. threw myself into like <laughs> the most challenging one ever, because he's not great at direction either. So, you know, uh, when he was on some of those trails that and he wasn't with anybody because he started off with people and then you just kind of, you know, you all spread out and, and whatever. And so that was quite challenging and, and funny how we, how I ran into him at specific times when it wasn't even at the spots that I was supposed to. And it was almost like, we have this kind of like, I know where he's going to be. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. drive here and see, and then, you know, figure it out. Or I'd have somebody help me. Like he got, he kind of got lost and no one knew where he was. And, you know, there was this one time when we had to, you know, his buddy came and he was going to, you know, run with him because they were allowed to have a, I can't, for lack of a better word, a buddy to for his next two legs or whatever. And he showed up and I said, I don't know where he is. And he's like, well, I know this spot. So he just kind of got on the trail and ran backwards and, and found him, which was pretty great. And then it was just like amazing that, you know, we could just, we could just figure that out, even though we don't have like tracking on them or anything, you right. know, it's like, so was this a pacer or was this a racer? The it person was a pacer. Was the That's the word. 
pacer. Oh, yeah, okay. it was a okay. pacer that yeah. was going to okay. be with him, and and so he came down, and he's just like, you know what? I'll I'll go. I'll run here. You go get him a coffee, and I'll run this way, and you know we'll yeah. figure it yeah. out. And you know, and and um, unfortunately, you know, they it got dark, and they both got lost, and eventually we figured it out and found each other and whatever. And, but uh, it's just, it's very worrisome, you know, when you're just like, oh, what could happen to him in there, you know, and there's wildlife and bears. And I was just going to ask, like, what's your personality like? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What's your personality like? Are you a pretty relaxed person or do you, does this kind of stuff really stress you out? See, um, most people would think I was a pretty chilled person, but I, I do worry quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I'll, I'll let him know that, but I don't let other people know that. So, and what are the things that worry you most? Mm-hmm. Like, is it about the getting lost, or is it like, oh, I hope his health is good when he's out there? Yeah. You know, like what well, types of things really um, worry you? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he has he has asthma too, right? So, right. you know, that's a bit of a challenge, especially with this. Although he feels better when he's running, it's more after the fact when the asthma will take effect you know be worse or whatever um but I think I worry about everything like what happened to him how come he's not coming you know like he'll he'll say he's three kilometers out when I should just know this already whenever Juno says something it's always times two you know like that's just (laughs) the way it is yeah I'm renovating I'm going to renovate the basement should take me one week or I'm going to paint this room it should take me you know three hours times two times two Donna just remember times two you know so (laughs) I just I have to remind myself and you know since the 150 I've crewed him at different kinds of races and I think this one that he just did was probably the easiest one that I've crewed for him just because I knew I knew the route and I Mm -hmm. knew I could find him at any time so worrying was completely like kind of gone other than the COVID part (laughs) that added a little bit, you know, because, you know, just being around other people and whatever, and him being a little run drunk could get in the way of, you know, him not doing his distancing or whatever. So, right. But he did put it out very clearly on social media. Don't come run with me. Don't gather. Did you find people did anyways? No, they were really respectful. Like there was people on, on the route, you know, Mm -hmm. with him. Um, Right. And I mean, they trained for it and they wanted to run it and it's like, okay, but you know, everybody was very respectful and that, that went very well. So I wasn't too worried about that as much as, you know, I, some of them got lost. So then I was looking around for them because they didn't know the route as well as he knew the route, you know? So, (laughs) so I was kind of driving around for other people, but that's what you do when you, you're in that, that community, You, you know, you don't just help out one, you help out kind of everyone, you know, oh, I need this. Or I remember when, um, you know, the 150 and Todd was like kind of at his last, Mm -hmm. um, you know, his changeover. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, well, I got to, you know, he's in the sun. I got a big umbrella here, you know, bring it over and help out with that. And, you know, and it's just what you do when you're in that community, because everybody just wants them to succeed and hit their goals. So um, yeah, yeah, it was really nice. I even went so far as... uh, I was just going to say, sometimes I think the crew wants the runner to succeed more than the runner even does. Oh, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the same check stop, or maybe it was the next one. I can't remember, but Juno was just made the cutoff, and I was just like, "Get your butt moving! Like, let's go already!" <laughs> you know, like he's like yakking away to everyone. I'm, oh, I need this, and I want to change my shoes. I'm like, you don't have time. Just get out there. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and I, I know it's just That's like. Your job. He, it's my job. And he was, he was yeah. not happy with me. That was, that was, <laughs> he was like, just all top, you know, it was one of those little arguments there, but it, we laugh about it now, but it was just so funny. He's like, yeah, thanks for getting me out there. Yeah. You want to finish, you got to move it. <laughs> it's true. Now this is interesting to me because Caroline, like this is probably a different world for you. You're not used to this whole world, but when it comes to spouses, um, I've heard lots of people talk. There's like two different categories, whether it's male or female having the spouse there, they can be the hardest person on you and kick you out of those aid stations and have no mercy. Or they can be more, you know, the concerned ones saying, oh, you look horrible. Maybe you should quit, you know? And so some people don't actually want their spouses there because it's hard on the spouse to see them in pain and and they actually want them to quit. Yeah. So you're telling me you're a worrier. Yeah. You sound to me like a worrier who, though, does not want to sit at home in the dark and worry. You want to be out there knowing what's going on. Is that correct? Yeah, it's nice to know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so do you ever feel a little bit of that internal struggle of, I I should be kicking him out, but I I want to take care of him and I maybe want him to stop? Have you ever been in that place? I have, but I know that he wants to just do it. And if he really can't, he's going to say so. So if he says he can go, then I'm like, okay, but then I'm, then I switch gears and go, okay, like, let's get you going, <laughs> you know, like, let's, let's, let's kick your butt here and like, let's get you out and as fast as you can. And you're just going to have to suck up your wet feet and, and just run, you know, instead of changing your shoes or socks or whatever, because you have 30 seconds to hit the cutoff. so you know it's like (laughs) well it sounds like you're almost his um his frontal lobe in those situations right (laughs) um and and again like it really does sound like you make an excellent team there but I was curious um as you're talking about this like I know the excitement and the energy that surrounds race day or like event day right so so we're talking a lot about how you support him on the day of his event but (laughs) He went on on that social media post um, yesterday to say, you should see me the day after long runs mm. like these when I try to walk. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's kind of comical if you got my wife's perspective, essentially, is what yeah. he was saying. So talk to us about the kind of day in, day out slog of the training that he has to do and then maybe the recovery following a big event like this. Like how... How are things for you on those days when there maybe isn't as much energy and excitement surrounding the whole thing? Yeah, so when he's, uh, you know, training for something, it's, um, and and if anyone knows Juno, you know, he doesn't really have a training plan. He just kind of does what he feels and he still can slog these long runs out I don't know how he does it but he um, he runs as much as he can like even one of his friends said just rest you know and anytime you can just lie down and just rest your body and like let it get his energy and then on Thursday he's like I'm gonna go for a little run and you know he runs 21 kilometers and I'm like what are you doing like he's like I just felt good you know and I'm like yeah because you've been resting and now you feel good but two days from now you could have run that 
five times as much, you know, so like just rest, but he just goes and he just feels good. And uh, he just wants to keep going and going. And and my thing is like, when he tells me he's going to go out for a 5k run, well, that's going to take him half an hour to 45 minutes. I add an extra half hour because he's going to do a social media. I get it. You know, um, <laughs> hour 15 minutes, he should be home. You know, two hours, two and a half hours later, he's not home. That's when I'm like, send him the text. How's it going? You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm still running, you know. So, you know, he's a challenge kind of all the time. <laughs> so for that kind of thing. My mom often calls herself a uh, a golf widow. Yeah. Do you ever feel like a running widow? Sometimes. But he, you know what? He always makes time for his family as well. Like, and sometimes I have to give him some perspective. I'm like, you went out you know, here, 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 and here. It's like, you know, what do you, you know, like, let's, let's plan something. Okay. And then he'll close his day. Okay. Everybody. And, you know, he just gives all that time to us. And, you know, sometimes he has to be reminded, but he still, yeah, gives me a lot of time, whatever time I need. I like my time alone, so it's not so bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that he's out, but, um, you know, he, he's, I don't know how he fits it all into all his days. He doesn't sleep a lot. That's, that's one thing. But uh, yeah, he always fits us in for sure. (laughs) Well, it really is about about the balance, the yin and the yang, the push and the pull. And yeah, you need alone time, but you need together time too. So I'd see you as a couple from the outside that have somewhat figured that out, at least from what I can see publicly, make time for you, even if it means you have to remind him. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's pretty good at that, you know, and then you know, just to kind of talk about the after the run drunk phase is always hilarious, you know, because he comes in and, okay, we're done, we're leaving. Okay, so what what do we need? What are we going to do when we get home? You know, and he, he has really no coherent thoughts. I think I want a steak. I think I want this, you know, like 17 different things. Okay, what do you want really, you know? And finally, I just like, okay, I'm just, you know, how about a sandwich? He's like, okay, because he doesn't really eat a lot after but he thinks he wants to eat a lot after, you know, so, but I've noticed over the years that he's been doing this now, you don't really eat that. So how about we just make this, you know, but I want to see what he's going to say, because, you know, because it's some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is pretty funny. You know? like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have some great stories to yeah. tell. I think this is a good time for us to yeah. jump into you said you came with a few running stories. So yeah. tell us, tell us some, some of the things that have happened to you over the years as a crewing wife. Yeah. Well, we did a run. He, well, we, he did a run in Beaudry Park and he was trying because he didn't hit his uh, 150 goal in the Canada 150. He got to a hundred miles instead of the 150 miles. So he wanted to do this 150 miles at Beaudry Park during the, 48 hour run so that I I make this bacon for him it's called maple bacon so I put um, maple syrup and we cook it in the oven and it's uh, this kind of nectar for (laughs) for all the runners that we we crew so anyways you do the loops and on your loops you kind of say you know I want this on my next my next loop okay so you know he's like I'm it comes in he's like I'm going to rest. I'm going to take half an hour and I'm going to have a nap. And I'm like, okay. So I prepare, you know, like the chair and I prepare the sleeping bag and I get all that ready. And he comes through and he's just dancing away. Like he's like got 
renewed energy. And I'm like, oh God, he's just changed his mind. And now I have nothing ready. And now what does he want now? So he's like, Don, I need to eat and I need potatoes and I need bacon and I need all this stuff. And I'm like, Juno, you really just need to rest. Like you told me last time you need to rest. Look at this comfy chair. Look at all these things. He's like, no, I want it. I was like, well, like, go get your own food. And he's like, <laughs> you know, and he's like, fine. And, I, you know, it was one of those, I'm going to take these potatoes. And he takes it and he shoves it down his shirt. And he's like, all this bacon, I'm taking it all. And he shoves it down his shirt and he takes off and he does another <laughs> loop, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, fine. I go and sit with the other crew members by the fire. And then he comes through again, you know. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, how was your bacon, honey? And he's like, oh, I didn't even eat any. I was so tired, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> and I took the bacon out of his hand. And I walked over to the other crew member that I threw on the table. And I just said, he didn't even eat the effing bacon, you know. And <laughs> laughing and laughing at me. And I'm like, God, are we kidding me? So, and we call that bacon gate. So all the, the crew that was around at that time, like they, we all talk about it all the time, like bacon gate. So yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those uh, super fun, funny stories, but I just went over to him and I said, okay, do you want to have a sleep now? Well, not really, but I'm tired, but I don't really want to sleep, you know, and off and off it went, but that was a good story anyway. So it sounds like you've really you've really highlighted the the whatever is funny or comical about the whole thing you really bring that out it sounds like and, and have a good laugh and that's amazing like really 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 amazing something that was uh, striking me too when you were telling that is I, I don't know a ton about ultra running, but from what I know, it sounds like the spotlight is really on the runner right it's it's their huge goal and you're very much like playing a support role definitely in the, in the play so to speak yeah but um I think what most runners ultra runner or not realize is that their support team is key like so integral to to them being able to do what they do and therefore really do need to be highlighted just as much so I guess what my question is is how does Juno show his appreciation to you and then following on to that what are you most proud of yourself for I know that can be a tough question because you're not maybe used to being in the spotlight around this but I really think it would be nice for people to hear you kind of toot your own horn and just take a minute because <laughs> you have given and given and given over all of these years and I think it's time that the tables got turned on you yeah, I, I'm a definitely in the back scenes person. I don't like to bring myself in the forefront. You know, Juno has to ask me almost every time if he's allowed to post a picture of me on his social media, you know, because I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know, buddy. Like, I don't, I don't really need the accolades or whatever. So it's not what I do. But I really like, I really like helping people. and I really like supporting people. And it's, I mean, I'm an HR at the Y and, and that's kind of my job as well. So it's just kind of ingrained in me. But most proud of probably that I haven't killed him yet. No, I'm just kidding. But, 
pretty much keeping him alive. You haven't killed him. <laughs> That's a good answer. No, I could just let the bear eat you, you know, but I won't because I love you. <laughs> I have to remind myself, I love this guy. So, and he's a good person and he does a lot of great things for the community. Just keep that rolling, Donna. It's all good, you know, so, but. Uh, That's a spectacular answer. Yeah. yeah, I, uh, I really, I really try to and, and I really, you know, when you're out there and you're crewing like you're one person, but you're, you know, you don't only crew the one person like you, you kind of crew almost everyone that's out there if somebody needs help or whatever, right? So <laughs> you, you really try to, it is a community, like we always say, and, and um, you know, it's, it's really amazing like how many people are out there just helping, you know, that person get there. And, and a lot of them are ultra runners themselves that are just not doing this race. And they're like, I know what, I know what you need. See, I don't know what he needs. That's the other thing. Like, I don't know what it's like to run those kind of distances. So I really had to wrap my head around how that feels for him too. Right. So I'm just having that empathy to make sure that I, I'm not like, don't treat me that way because, you know, because he's, he's in pain. He's not mm, thinking right. straight. He's, you know, like you really have to make sure because you're, you're tired too, because like you're out there and you're, you're awake most of the time, because even if, if you try and get sleep, there's someone out there ringing a bell or, you know, cheering someone else on. And it's not like you can go and have a nap because, you got to be there when they come through and, you know, once they leave, you're organizing everything for the next time. And then, you know, I get to that point of kind of tiredness as well. So mm -hmm. I just have to like, okay, I need to push through. What do I need to do? And making sure that you're feeding yourself and you're hydrating yourself as 100%. well as the other person. Yes. Right? So, and, yes. That, and that makes a big difference because I know at one point I was just like, why am I so crazy right now? Mm. Oh, I should drink something maybe and maybe yeah. have something to eat and I'll be yeah. feeling better, you know? And so it's just remembering to take care of yourself as well as them. Mm. And that's a big deal. So I plan all my meals and take them all with me now. So I know that I have the food that I need to make sure that I can be there to crew him too. This is such key, key advice. And I don't think that is um, something that only applies to ultra runners and all night races. I think it applies yeah. to any family member or yeah. friend you know, that gets up, let's just say for a half marathon and you get up and you have to drive and then you have to be at the start line an hour before the race starts. And then you're dropping them off and then you're waiting for them to finish. And, you know, it's an all day event for any supporter and yes. taking care of yourself can be put on the back burner. And I almost find it's almost more exhausting being a support person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. actually yeah. just focusing on having tunnel yeah. vision and focusing on yourself when you're in the right. race. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't really speak to that because I don't know that, but yeah. there's a lot of moving parts, you know, for, especially with Juno, because, you know, I, I remember when he was running the 150 and he was running with this lady named Linda and 
we call her the beast. Like she's a beast. She was just, you know, she, one pair of runners, one pair of socks, one pair of shorts, one jacket. Like she didn't change. Juno had to change every time. Like he's got <laughs> too many options, you know, like, mm-hmm. and he's like, I need this and I need that. And I'm like, Oh God, I got to take off your shoes and put new socks on, you know, and whatever. And, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, I get it. You know, um, you need it. And I, I'm, okay, let's do it. And, whatever. But I remember when he had only one pair of running shorts when he started running, you know, and uh, we had to wash them every day and hang them up and, you know, dry them. And now he's got like so many options that sometimes it's a little too much, you know, but, and then he doesn't use them all the time, but he's like, I just need it for security. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever you need. So he's got a lot of bins that I have to keep organized <laughs> during those. You know what? I need a wife yeah. like you, Donna. <laughs> I really think I could I could use a support person like you. You're just uh you're so incredibly patient from the sounds of it. So, you know, I don't know how I expect you to answer this question, but I'm sure that some point in the process over the years there's been a bit of a love-hate relationship with the running. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, I guess I just want you to compare and contrast some of the things that you actually really love the most about what he does, but also some of the things that really just bloody well annoy you and things that you might resent a little bit <laughs> within the context of love, right? Yes. So yeah. can you talk to us a little bit about the, the dichotomy of those two aspects? What I love the most is the community aspect of it and what he does for for everybody in the community and and tries to make not only just the organizations, but just all the people that he has touched in his running career and the friendships that he's made and just like can reach out to so many and has, you know, just like all, like even through the world, you know, like he's, you know, just touched so many people with his keep moving, share and inspiring and um, just, like the amount of people that he's, you know, they tell him, you made me do this, you know, you made me run, you know, a marathon, or you made me run a 50k, or you made me run a 100 miler, whatever, and people would never even have thought to do that until he just makes it sound so great, because he loves everything about it, right? He loves, Mm -hmm. he loves the pain, he loves this, he loves that. And he's just like you, and he's just so like, you can do it, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And, you know, and he really, And he really believes that for everybody. And I really, you know, admire that about him because I'm a little more skeptical in my life, you know, like, Mm. are you kidding me? (laughs) But I never thought I could run a 10K either. And then I did. So you just, you have that positive, that positive attitude is, you know, quite admiring for him. But then it can get annoying a little, you know, (laughs) as well as just like, like stop telling me that I can run a half marathon. I am never going to run again. If you keep telling me I can do that, just stop it. My hips hurt. <laughs> you know, and it's just like you can do it, Don. I know you can do it. Mm. I can't do it. You know, <laughs> just like if you don't stop talking to me about it, I'm never running again. You know, so it goes both ways. But you know, I'm yeah. home all the time with him, so he says it more to me than other people. But he just loves it so much that he wants to run with me. Like that's he why he wants to share it with it. you. Yeah. Just wants yeah. to share it. So now I found a way that I can still share it with him, but I don't have to run <laughs> as much. So so that's yeah. kind of nice as well. And I really, I really do enjoy it. Like I really look for it. Like 
this one was a little bit a little bit more challenging just because of covid so i was i'm quite worried about covid myself mm-hmm. so um this one was a little bit more worrisome and which is why he put what he did on social media which okay. was nice yeah because if i'm in a crew him i don't want a bunch of people around and you know i want them to be respectful of him as well and that's the other piece cuz because of his asthma like he's more susceptible to mm-hmm. you know if he got you know, got COVID. I mean, at least we've had our first vaccine. So that made me feel better. And, you know, so all of these things kind of fell into place a little bit, but it's still, that was, that was a little bit worrisome, but he's just so positive about it all. So the positivity in my negative brain sometimes don't get along so well, Mm -hmm. you know, so, but he, he makes me see things differently as well. So I really appreciate that. And we crewed together once when he couldn't run the Beaudry Park one year. And we really had a good time crewing together. I remember that year. Yeah, it was, you know, so fun that he was there and, okay, what do you need? And, you know, we were crewing like four or five people and changing socks and doing this. And we're like, yeah, high five once they're all gone through again, you know, okay, what's next? And get it all together. So it was fun to do it together too. I think that was the last year it happened, wasn't it? 2019, if I recall, another one of the, every year is the most muddiest year there, but yeah, yeah, you guys had a tent city going and I was so inspired, (laughs) you know, um, I only did uh, eight, let's see, no, it was six hours of a a relay over 24 hours. And, you know, I was in and out six hours, go home, have a shower. You guys were out there. Yeah, forever. We were, yeah, we were out there. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Juno went out, you know, Friday night and set up the whole tent and everything, and then I came out Saturday to Sunday and volunteered as well as we crewed. So we kind of crewed and volunteered at the same time, and and just kind of took turns so we could take care of our guys and still volunteer for the event. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we we had a good time. But again, he wanted to you know, stay the whole time. And I'm like, I just need to go home now. And he just stayed till the very end, till the very last person, you know, uh, rolled through. So that's what he does. Well, Donna, you know, I have a lot of respect for him, but I have just as much respect for you. I just want to go back to, you mentioned people had respect. Just highlight this aspect of respect. People had respect for for um, him on the run yesterday and in with COVID distancing. He had ultimate respect for you in in posting what he did because he understood your potential anxiety over the issue mm-hmm. um you respect each other and yeah. and the running community respects you both very much and you're really important part of our community and i wanted to just thank you for everything that you do to inspire people together it is not just about him it's about you too well i appreciate that um yeah it's some fun times for sure it's a good quality, like we don't spend quality time together, but it's nice to just get out and do it, just the two of us to do something like that. And I really, I really liked doing that. And, um, you know, this time around or this, this last run, it was, it was neat because that's kind of our area. Like we, we have a place in Hillside Beach and, you know, when he kind of ran through, it's like, well, I know where everything is and I know where I can go to the washroom because it's not easy to find a washroom right now, you know, that you can use. And, uh, you know, so just, just thinking of those logistics too, of like, okay, well, where am I going to go to the washroom when I'm on these runs and what am I going to do here? And, you know, I found the places that I needed to go and I know where I could go because I knew the area. So that was nice. So, 
I wouldn't mind him doing this one again. I told him that. I said, maybe you can do that again one day when everybody can do it and we can crew, you know, a whole bunch of people and, you know, and it, and it was like safe and like a really cool run on a trail and, you know, plus we went through, you know, a couple of the little towns and, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So you realize you just gave him permission to do something and you know, it'll probably be times two next time, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause I, well, <laughs> time I, getting there and back. yeah, well, I said, well, cause he just went to Grand Beach and Hillside is about 20 K longer. So I just said, well, maybe you need to run to Hillside next time. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, maybe. And I was like, yeah, I'd be okay with that, you know, but at the end of the run, we're driving back to our place at Hillside and we actually got hit by a deer. Wow. Yeah, it was like driving back and I knew it like because it was like nine, nine twenty or whatever. So I knew it was deer time, right? So you're slowing down. I wasn't going the speed limit. I was going under and see a deer on the other the other passenger side and then coming down on the, you know, uh, and then all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see this other one coming across. I'm like, darn it. Okay, brace, brace. <laughs> you know, it's the first time I've ever got hit by a deer, and I've been going out there for fifty years. So, you know, that oh, was, uh, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a okay. Like, let's top that off with the the deer. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. so luckily, <laughs> you know, it's just like okay, you know, like that's just part of trail running. You know, you're going to run into wildlife, that's for sure. But luckily enough, um, we were okay, and everything was fine. The car's a little damaged, but that's okay. The deer took off into the woods. So I guess he's well, running probably on adrenaline, but I'm hoping he's okay too. And that was a little bit of an, of an adventure I've never had before on one yeah. of those runs. I've seen bears. <laughs> well, like Kim said, I mean, the mutual respect and admiration that the two of you have for one another really does come through. It came through in uh, in his episode as well as as well as this one. So um, that is amazing to see. And I, I guess probably over the years, like you're you're speaking to some of the like, hey, I like this now. Like you're kind of in the community as well, and you mm-hmm. know the people, and you can really it, it's a lot easier to get behind something when when you're having legitimate fun as well. So yeah. You two have nailed it, really, <laughs> what it means to be a great team. So we're wondering if you have any kind of survival advice for other spouses of runners and particularly ultra runners. What have you learned over the years that you can pass on? Patience, <laughs> for sure. You know, being prepared for, you know, take care of yourself, for sure. Like, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're giving yourself that time that you need as well as making sure you're prepared for them and make sure you have a plan because you know Juno and I we we drove you know in the Canada 150 we went out early and we drove that that route so I knew where I was going to go and Mm -hmm. I was more familiar with it as well so if you're doing trail runs like that it's always good to scope out your spots where you're going to meet them and you know like just know the route so if you know you feel that you need to go and find them you know like you can yeah you know send someone out there that knows knows where they're going and they can find them and just you know extra preparedness is not a bad thing that's for sure how about on a day-to-day level you know you're giving us awesome great race day advice but how about just surviving marriage to a runner (laughs) is there anything on a day-to-day level that you would advice 
sometimes you have to give them some perspective on, you know, like how, how much they are running and if it's, you know, they, they need to make sure that they spend time. So I, I do that with Juno. I, you know, give him the, the perspective he needs. You call him on it. <laughs> in a kind, you know, yeah. sometimes in a kind way, sometimes in a not so kind way. <laughs> but he always thinks about it and then he comes back to me. Yeah, okay, I get it, you know, kind of thing. Or, you know, or maybe you should look at it this way. And I'll be like, okay, I get that too, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of goes back and forth on, you know, what I'm, you know, this is what I'm trying to do, Don. I'm like, okay, but, you know, like you need to make sure that, you know, you take care of yourself too and not just push yourself so hard. And, yes. uh, you know, and I remember when he hurt his, um, his shins and I kept telling him like, go see Kim, like go mm-hmm. see Kim. And then he finally made the appointment with you. And then you just fixed him up in like a week and he waited. Well, no, for, like, it wasn't that no, but like, it, it was amazing. Like how, how fast, like you go and you go to the professionals and you get some help and he doesn't like to ask for help. He likes to mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff on his own. So for me, I have to go, okay, like, what are you doing? And I have to sometimes get it out of him. Like, what are we, what are we doing here to make sure that you're okay? And You're the voice of reason. Yeah, I try to be the voice of reason. Like, it's, it's really okay to go and get the help. Like, we have benefits. Like, go and get right. the help you need. And, you know, and, and it definitely, and Kim, you know, don't sell yourself short. Like, you really helped him a lot then when he oh, had those shots, for sure. Grateful and, uh, for that. He couldn't believe it, how how fast he was like I can run again <laughs> he was just so excited because he was biking at the time because he couldn't yes. run and he was just biking and I'm like just go see her <laughs> and, oh uh, if there's one thing yeah. that makes me happy it's keeping a runner running uh, so yes, yeah. yeah well you definitely did it for him so I thank you for that <laughs> my pleasure she's a miracle worker <laughs> yeah. um you've highlighted a few things you've highlighted being prepared being patient, being persistent. Oh, the three P's there. Um, As well as I think, I don't want it to be glossed over that you stand up for yourself. Like when you need to call him on his shit, you call him on his shit. (laughs) And when when you need something, you speak for it. And, you know, I know I've been in that place. I've observed it in others where sometimes this, the, the person who's not involved in the activity, whether it's golf or running or hunting or work or whatever it is, starts to feel resentful. But sometimes we just need to stand up for ourselves, right? So um, I think all those things you mentioned were really great pieces of advice. So Donna, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, we're going to let you go because I know that you have something for you coming up shortly, which is a yoga Yay. class. So we want to make sure that you can yeah. take care of yourself in that yoga class. Yeah, sorry, that was and just my alarm there that went off to remind me. It's yoga of your yoga class. <laughs> how, how serendipitous. Okay, yeah. so um, yeah, thanks for joining us, talking to us a little bit about what it looks like from the other side of the equation. And I hope that there are some runners and some running spouses that maybe um, got a little bit of perspective with this episode. Well, I hope I, I hope I help any anybody. Hopefully, it it uh, resonates with some people. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll. You know, the some of the stories they'll be just shaking their head. Yep, yep, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Donna. Thanks, Donna. Take care.